I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I never do. What is this? What are you doing? I thought you might want to intro. But you, but you just thought I'd just leave a space in case he picks up on it. Yeah. Do it again. Do you not want to intro? I can intro if you want, but give me a heads up. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Another Happy Pod. Hello and welcome to Another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world. My name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by my co-host. His name is Lawrence Thomas Heisey. He jumped the gun a little bit there. You might have heard him. Um, Hello, Lawrence. How are you? I actually don't care, but I would love it if you could tell us what this silly little show is all about. I'm going to I'm gonna put in the precursor to this episode starting and expose you for your crimes <laughs> You today. do that. I couldn't care less, to be honest. Nathan, this is the show where we get together and we discuss something in the realm of pop culture. It could be a movie, it could be a TV show, could be maybe even a video game. But the main thing is that we do so without any of the toxic discourse that is also prevalent these days. How are you? I'm tired. I can tell. You're always mischievous when you're tired. Whenever you're like, oh, I can't be bothered today, you just start fucking around with the system and the format. That, and it throws all, me way off. I never fuck around with the system of the format. I'm nothing but honourable and dedicated to my craft, <laughs> which is podcasting, yeah. okay? okay? So me yeah. give my take very seriously, and I respect it. Um, second of all, um, shut up. <laughs> good. Very good. Other than tired, Nathan, how how have you been? What's what's been happening in the last week? Um, oh boy, uh, <laughs> an interesting life you lead. <laughs> you need a great time to ask me this question. <laughs> um, have you done? Have you done nothing? I've I've been playing the last of us. I started a um, 
I, I recently finished The Last of Us 2, obviously, because the remaster came out. And I've mm-hmm. been, and I started a new game plus of it, but I'm going for the grounded mode. And um, Oh, God. Is that the one where you, if you die once, you're dead? No, that's permadeath. Is that not included in grounded? No, no, you can oh, okay. you can have it included, but I was like, no, I can't do both. That's no, I can do permadeath, yeah. but I'll do permadeath on the easiest mode possible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> but grounded is like just the super, super, super hard difficulty. There's no like you know you can do the listening mode thing where you can like see where people are and stuff. Yeah, doesn't exist. Not a thing. <laughs> um you get basically you get like two bullets and then like off he goes <laughs> and it's like good luck with him yeah. yeah and then the enemies are super like tough and stuff it's it's very very difficult um but yeah so i'm doing that um and we'll, we'll is see it, is how it like that the goes. detection easier like can they do they pick oh yeah no, like there's no you know there's the little sound like before yeah. they see you no it's just instant so <laughs> It's just gone. <laughs> it's just yeah, they just see you. So I don't. I've I've never ever been. I've tried it a few times. And I, I tried it on the Last of Us, the first one, and like just a couple of like I, the second I run into any sort of clicker on grounded, I'm just like no, fuck this. I'm going back to like I don't know hard at most, maybe medium. Yeah, yeah. You're a braver man than I. Uh, Last of Us Two isn't nothing. I've what have I been up to this week? Um, bit of work. That's about it, really. Watching some films. You're always watching films. No one cares. I can't stop myself. You failed your... You, I don't know if... You, did you bring it up on this podcast? No. I feel like you did, and you're just saying you didn't, so I won't explain your loss. No, I don't care. Nathan lost. First of all, I haven't me. lost. I got oh, bored. Oh, but it was a competition until I, you decided no, it wasn't. it was never a competition. I just got <laughs> bored. And then I went, why am I doing this? And then I stopped. Because I was doing yeah. it purely out of spite, which is honestly my driving factor behind most things. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why you were like, I'm going to do this too, and I'm going to do it better, by the way. And I'm like, all right, yeah. that's fine. But then I got bored of it. That's okay. Well, Nathan, speaking of Letterboxd and logging movies and uh, just just absolutely loving the I also don't like the idea of just watching movies just to log them. No. Like, if I want to watch but- a movie, I'll watch a movie. Why do I need to put out my little app and then put it in this. I think Letterboxd would be a better app if you didn't have any followers, okay? If there yeah. was, if you couldn't follow anyone and no one could follow you and, and it was purely for you, okay? So there was yeah, no yeah, performative yeah. nature to it because I think it's a bit performative. I, I, I don't disagree, but I also think you're but doing you're that doing thing But you're doing a thread every, you... <laughs> every day on Twitter as well. Yeah, because, because right, well, firstly... Got to get them tweets in. Exactly, it's performative. <laughs> no, not performative because I started doing it because I decided there were so many movies that I just couldn't be asked to watch, and I was just like, right, you know what? I really want to see this, but I never get around to doing it, so I'm going to force myself to do it. And then, and then it's like the first three, I was like, oh, I don't really fancy a movie today, and now I'm like, yeah, can't wait, can't wait to see what I watch today. Okay. I'm, I'm explaining myself. <laughs> Nathan, the letterbox. The reason I bring letterboxed up is because this holds the slot number four in your favourites, the Stand By Me, that we're talking about today. Does it? It does. Oh, oh okay. no. I didn't know that. I was like, Nathan, why does this movie hold such a, a reverence? Why is it so important to you? I don't even know. It's just a movie I watched a lot as a kid. Oh, yeah. And a movie I hadn't seen in about at least 15 years until today, yeah. possibly more. My relationship with this movie is pretty much, yeah, I, I must have seen it because I remember a fair bit about it after having seen it. And there's like certain, when I need to use clips of like four kids doing stuff in any edits that I do, I'll go to this movie first. But I pretty much knew nothing about this going in other than four kids 
basically walk along a railroad, and that's about it. I mean, that's pretty much the whole movie, to be fair. I mean, there's more. There's a bit more going on. There's more on. to it than that, but that is pretty much the most of the movie. <laughs> just four kids. Imagine if it was just in silence. Just four kids just slowly wandering across a train track. Probably the best picture. Long live a 90-minute movie, is what I say. Yeah. I thought all your mates loved long movies. Right, why do you do that? You you just put people in boxes, which is very strange. But they do. They're all like, oh, you can't handle Oppenheimer. You're a bitch. No, it's not that you can't handle Oppenheimer. It's just some movies some movies benefit from being longer and some movies benefit from being shorter. Every single movie in the world would benefit from being 90 minutes. Tell me I'm wrong. What would you cut out of... Um, hmm, what's a movie you like that's three hours long? I can get any movie down to 90 minutes. I mean, technically, that's not a lie. You could. Whether it be, like, watchable or good is a different matter entirely. It'll all be good. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah. This based on a book? Based on Stephen King? Yeah, it's called uh, The Body by Stephen King. It's about a body. I feel like everything in the 80s was based off a Stephen King book. Well, he loved cocaine, didn't he? <laughs> Wait, hang on, where did that come from? <laughs> cocaine was a big thing in the 80s. Well, yeah, but, like, <laughs> why did Stephen King love cocaine? Because he did. He was right. He was fucking taking cocaine, and then he wrote, oh, I don't know, I'll write a scene where a bunch of kids have an orgy. That seems fucking something oh, reasonable. And then he wrote it down in his book, and everyone was like, oh, this is sick. We'll make a movie of this in 30 years. Did they? Did it, was the, the orgy wasn't in the movie, was it? No, well, obviously fucking not. No, I know, but like it was. There was no implied orgy. No, I don't. I never saw part two, so I don't know. Why do you like this movie? Why? <laughs> that sounds like I don't. Why? Why? Why did you? Why do you not why... like this movie? Because clearly you hate it. I hate it when you do this to me. <laughs> you put me on the the defense for a movie I don't need to defend. Um, why is it? Why does it take the highly coveted number four slot of your four favorites on Letterboxd? All right, f- first of all, fuck off with this letterbox thing. All right, okay. It's That's... all. It was all cool when you were doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, now I'm not, so it's not cool. Yeah, exactly. This is what you do. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I liked it a lot as a kid. It was one of those movies that, like, I I don't know how I discovered it, but I just did, and then I was like, oh, this is cool, and then I watched it just like. So much. It was like this. It was the Goonies. They were like these movies from like before my time, which I was like, "Oh, these are sick. I love movies. These are these are what movies should be." Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just I just like it a lot. And I also think today was probably the first time I ever watched it with like my full adult brain, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay." There's there's actual stuff going on here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> there's actually, that's that's what I was surprised about because I I was watching this thinking like it's it's mostly that kind of Goonies s kids fucking around. No. Basically, but it no it there's actually there's, there's some fairly decently sad stuff in it. There's, and I was like, oh, I mean, get ready for some gay subtext. <laughs> I am so glad you've said this. They are so gay. They are so gay, mate. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't, where, do, where do you want to start with this? Well, Lawrence, you hate this movie, so yep. give us a brief summary of what it's about. Um, so basically, four kids who grew up in a small town. Where is that town, Lawrence? What did they say it was? What name was it? Castle Rock, Oregon. There we go. Where they is Oregon, Lawrence? I don't, in America somewhere, I don't know where. Where in America? I don't know, I'm not from America. It's on the West Coast. It's one of three states... Along the west coast, you Look, have you're Cal- so happy you, you know have, something. You have I don't. California at the bottom, you yeah. have Oregon in the middle, and then you have Washington at the top. Washington being where Seattle is. 
Well, there you go. I see. Well, there you go. Thank you for the fucking geography lesson. You're welcome. All right, yeah, four kids grow up there. Small town, everyone kind of knows everyone, but a kid has gone missing, uh, presumed dead, but a body has not been found until one of the four kids uh, overhears that his older brother has come across the body, but obviously not told anyone about it uh, through fear of getting in trouble for an unrelated crime. Um, and then basically four kids who, they, they just decide we're going to spend the weekend, we're going to travel, to take a long old train track road walk uh, over to where this body we think roughly is, uh, and along the way we find out a little bit more about them. Uh, it's a it's a movie it's a movie about friendship, a movie about growing up, but also I think understanding your friends on a deeper level. It's kind of a movie that is it, it really captures the feeling of being young and without responsibility, but also the weird juxtaposition of being young and everything feeling like it has end of the world stakes, like life or death implications. Cool. <laughs> Fuck, stop. Give me something. <laughs> that was a good summary, Lawrence. The, well mo done. the most you've said about this movie is where Oregon is. That, <laughs> that's that's not true. I said <laughs> gay subtext. There is gay subtext. You want to talk about gay undertones and a bit of subtext going on? Not yet, no. All right, then provide me the necessary context. Who are these four mates? Who's, who's you, who do you like and who's playing them? There's some big names. I don't know if there's some big names. I don't know if there's any big names. Oh, there's River Phoenix and Corey Feldman are big 80s names, but definitely. What's River Phoenix done lately? Nothing, because he's well, dead. Yeah, that's very sad. <laughs> okay, so... What a horrible thing to say about an absolutely tragic death. I know. <laughs> Fucking hell. How did he die? He, like, from, um, he was unhappy with a lot of his fame, and it's, it's uh, like, I think it was... No one knows if it was intentional. I, I don't know, but it was definitely drug-related and overdose. Is he Joaquin's brother? He is. He is indeed. Interesting. Will Wheaton. Yeah. I don't know who this guy is. Who's this guy? He's quite famous. Which one does he play? Uh, the main one. Uh, Gordy. Gordy, yeah. Who's John Malkovich? No one in this. But he's, he appears at the beginning. Does he? Yeah, what and I mean? thought it was him doing the voiceover. I thought he was no, old the Gordy. Richard Dreyfuss is the voiceover. <laughs> So who the fuck is old? Who does John Malkovich play in this? John Malkovich in... isn't in this. He is. He's in the opening scene. He sat in the car. Oh, he played. No, that's Gordy. That's older Gordy. That's older Gordy. So who's? But then, so there's. Do we get three older Gordys? Gordy. No, there's two. So who's narrating this? Well, yeah, Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah, that's so, Gordy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we get so we get but, three Gordys. But yeah, but it's the same Gordy. Well, yeah, no, I know it's the same Gordy. <laughs> Stand by me into the multiverse. Is Richard Dreyfus older Gordy? I thought he was because he's the, he's the writer and he's writing the book at the end. No, not Richard Dreyfus. Whoever you said, John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm finding out. John. I'm seeing no John Malkovich on this cast list. He's absolutely in it. I'm, I'm sure it's him. If not, it looks exactly like a younger the guy. Of him. The guy in the car. I can tell you the guy in the car was Gordy. Whether that was John Malkovich or not, I don't know. In the opening scene of Stand By Me 1986, the shot of Richard Dreyfus from outside the truck is not Richard Dreyfus. Okay, so who is it though? It looks a lot like John Malkovich. I don't think it's John Malkovich. Oh, maybe it's not, but it looks a lot like him. He's some fucking guy who played Gordy <laughs> for two seconds. Oh, it matters to me. Let it go. I have, I have to now, yeah. Why did you think... It doesn't even look like John Malkovich. It, I think it does. I think it absolutely looks like John Malkovich. All right, you said today was the first time you watched it with your adult brain. What did you... What, what was what was in it 
in this version that you didn't pick up on as a kid? Um, mostly the gay stuff. <laughs> okay, Mo- yeah. yeah. Mostly I was watching it today and I was like, holy shit, those two really love each other. These two are gay. These yeah, two absolutely. like fully 100% love each other. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this whole thing is like a, a queer like love story. Like, but it's like a coming-of-age queer thing. But in a time where you obviously couldn't say that or you would have the shit beaten out and you were probably shot in the face as well. Yeah. Um, and then he ends up a closeted man with a kid yeah. writing his books. And then he saw that like probably the guy who he first realized he loved got stabbed. And then he was like, oh, well, that's... This is dreadful. That sucks. <laughs> but it, this is the thing, right? Because he's writing that book and he's making... I think he writes that book because he finds out that the guy he loved got stabbed and they drifted apart because they obviously weren't allowed to be He's themselves. Stephen King. I cracked it. It's Stephen <laughs> King who plays him, not John Malkovich. No, it's John Malkovich. No, it's John is Stephen King high on cocaine. Um all right, that that's the that's the middle ground we'll find on it. Um I at first I was like, maybe this is just like a bit of a it's commenting on like kids can have deeper friendships. Like so often kids are shrugged off by adults and kids yeah. can actually have some mature conversations. But as the yeah. movie went on, I'm like, oh no, this is gay. These two are gay. They're absolutely gay. Yeah. They also like, do have mature conversations, but then they also have silly kid conversations. Like, yeah. Like what the <laughs> fuck is Pluto and all, or what the, what the fuck is Goofy and all this kind of stuff. One of my favorite scenes in this is, is it pretty much exactly that, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. fucking, it's um, Gordy and Chris talking, and Chris is going to him, you know, you're the smartest one of all of us. We, we've all got shit for brains. You're the one that can get out of this town and make something of your life. And he's like, you don't want to be stuck here with us. We don't, like, friends shouldn't drag each other down. And then it cuts to, like, Corey Feldman and the other kid who are, <laughs> are in front of them. Mm. And they're like, could Superman beat up a cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> could Superman beat up Mighty Mouse? Yeah. yeah and it's like it's it's just so i don't know it's it's not even played really as a joke but it's like if you were listening it's just one of them scenes where you're like oh my god yeah <laughs> this is fucking stupid that's very funny yeah they're smoking cigarettes they're all like they are oh, we're 12 year old boys in the 50s where we love a cigarette i love i love that it that's just <laughs> It just happened, apparently. <laughs> like, how are they getting these cigarettes? Well, it's the fifties, and I, and I think fucking Chris says like he swipes them from his nerd. Uh, okay, fair he enough. He says then, he yeah. stole them, and he's like, "Hey, we can have a an after dinner smoke." And then they were like, oh, "Nothing better than an after dinner smoke." <laughs> this is something I regularly do because yeah. I am a twelve year old boy in the fifties. I love that though. they're all pretending they're older. They're all like, "We're grown men. We're out here." No, but they, um, they clearly are though, because they're not coughing or wheezing or anything. They're taking out. They're oh, dragging it like a champ. So they are used to it. Yeah, they do like, have nothing better than a ciggy at, after dinner. A smooth ciggy to wash down your <laughs> meat on a stick or whatever they had. Was it meat on a stick? It looked like a, like a burnt to fuck marshmallow. No, it was <laughs> me because he like he went to the shop, didn't he? He was like, "I'll have this meat and these four Coca Colas, please." Oh, so that's yeah. how we do things in the fifties. Just some loose, non-refrigerated meat and some glass bottle Coca-Colas, please. It's been sat in the back of my rucksack yeah. for like 24 hours in the sun and it's also been submerged in water. <laughs> like... That was before that. That was before the water. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still going to have been... Oh, did... was it? Was the kid who like got pushed off the train tracks, did, did he have the meat? Yeah, he had the meat in his bag. Oh, that yeah. meat is fucked. It's going to be crushed to shit. It was in a little bag. It was... It's meat! 
What do you mean it's going to be crushed? That doesn't ruin the... Inter- it's not fucking eggs. No, but it'll be all squishy. And it's slimy. meat. It's supposed to be squishy. Yeah, but they're not exactly dicing it up with a pan, are they? And cooking no, it nice. it's mincemeat. They're like forming it into the, like little burgers and they're cooking them on sticks. Oh, so they've all got their they've all got their hands. Oh god, they couldn't wash their hands before preparing that meat. Lawrence, you couldn't survive <laughs> on a fucking boys' trip in the fifties. I've been camping. Have you been camping? Well, you're worried about getting meat on your hands. <laughs> Listen, all right, I've been camp. I've been not glamping, but I've been camping and I've had gas. I've so been. Not- <laughs> so you haven't even had a real fire. I had a real fire, but that was reserved for marshmallows and telling scary stories. You you've never been camping. I've been camping. I was in the Scouts. Yeah, yeah. You, you went camping and then you went into your luxury RV afterwards. No, I built my friends. one time. No, normally we had tents, but this one time I built my own shelter. You was. Ne- um, I refuse to believe you slept. I, under I, the stars. I, ex- I can't exactly prove it because I would have been like fucking thirteen at the time. But I built a shelter and I slept in it overnight, and it was great. No little Richie Rich over here. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, I I often I forgot that because this this feels so eighties in its um in its like vibe and the way the kids all talk to each other because obviously it was written in the eighties and everything but like every now and again I forgot we were in the fifties until it mm. cut back to someone driving a car and I'm like my god that is a fifties car Kiefer Sutherland oh wait who was he again Jack Bauer no in this is <laughs> uh, the mean boy oh my god is that him yeah he's the big mean boy. Oh my god, and he grew up to be um, Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer in yeah. twenty four, right? Yeah. Uh, so one one of my favorite things about this is you kind of you do get into um, at first it's very let's go see a dead body, you know, like kids do. They want to go and see some gross shit. Yeah. And they just want to be. Would you want to be... see a dead body at twelve? Not particularly, but in the fifties, you must be quite sheltered and and. Like... That's true. They don't have Twitter. Yeah, like right now, like I don't enjoy they this don't fact. Have but right now. Yeah, they don't. They don't, and they they. they that's one of the negatives about growing up now is that people can, if they want to, probably find a way to see a dead body you on probably, the internet. You probably see one on TikTok. You'll see a kid doing a dance to it or something. <laughs> a dance. Hey, guys, look at this dead body I found. Anyway. Now now I'm going to hit the gritty. It's the renegade. <laughs> Hell on this dead guy. We know TikTok. Um, <laughs> yeah, we both. You actually use it. You do know it more than me. I know, but I think it's funnier to make out that I don't. <laughs> As a 30-year-old man, you have no business knowing TikTok. Hey! No, I'm sorry. <laughs> As a depressed 30-year-old man, oh, I okay, have no business then. knowing TikTok. Uh, sorry, I, that's, my, that's my mistake. Yeah. Um, all right, no, yeah, so what I was saying about the kids... It starts off as this very boyish, childish, let's go and look at a dead body. And then, like... No girls. All, no girls. No girls allowed on the trip. Yeah. <laughs> For obvious reasons. They're gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were so confused. I, well, I was very confused. I was like, is it obvious? <laughs> I think two of them are gay. Well... I know. Yeah, I the other know. two were like, please, can we bring girls? And the other was like, no, ruin the vibe. Vern <laughs> won't want to bring girls. Vern won't want to bring girls because he's clearly scared of them. And no girls want to go near Corey Film. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. every time they get close, he's like, my dad stormed the beach in Normandy. <laughs> yeah. And starts swinging for him. But yeah, I, I do quite like that it starts off as this very like, let's, it's almost like a let's prove to the adults that we can be of use and we can be something. We can find this kid's body. We'll get famous. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll have our picture in the paper, which is a big thing to achieve in the 50s. <laughs> and we'll be on TV, maybe. So Don't they know you can just buy ad space now? 
because the papers are dying. <laughs> and true. they're like, we'll give we'll, we'll give you the entire front page. We'll give you anything. Please, just yeah. buy our paper. <laughs> Please. Um, my God. You remember when the price of papers used to be like 80p and now they're like £4 something? Well, I can't say I've bought a paper recently, to be honest. I no. did, recently I did hear uh, an older gentleman refer to the news in general as the papers. And I was like, oh, that seems weird. Like, that's, Jesus, that's weird, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I guess of that generation, of course you would. But like... I had a, I haven't read a newspaper in well over ten years at this point. Yeah, and it's, it seems like an absolutely horrendous way of digesting your news. It's well. a horrible. It's not even stapled together. They're all just loose. You just gotta, you just gotta hold them all together. You gotta do that thing where you're like, fucking, yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta brandish you know, them, flinging your arms out to read. It. They're they're so big that you can't they're hold so them big. comfortably at yeah. all. And then you read the sun and it's all like tits. Like these yes, yes. And then you're like, oh no, I look like a pervert at the dinner table. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to catch up on world events here. <laughs> and it's just like, look at all these boobs, boys. And I'm like, no. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Garfield cartoon just calls to me. I'm like, I'd much rather be reading this. I want to know my horoscope, please. <laughs> oh. And then you finish with it and your hands are all inky and you're like, oh, I just got out of the shower. I need another shower. I'm yeah. disgusting. But then again, like all these, all these like fucking... What do you call it? like outlets? I guess like the mm. like the Sun or whatever they were. You go on their website now, and now it's just like top ten celebrities who you yeah. want to fuck or something. And it's like, <laughs> you want to fuck. <laughs> it's just the worst, just fucking SEO driven dreck. Just yeah, whatever will get the most clicks, and it's oh. they've buzz. They've all been buzzfeedified. There's no integrity in the fucking. Whatever happened to journalistic integrity, you know? <laughs> well, I see. Have you, seen, have you seen that meme that really, I think we might have even spoken about it, where it's like someone, um, while Oppenheimer was like doing its press run, someone went to Chris Nolan, what do you think about the new Batman movie? And he was like, I'd rather not comment on superheroes because it'll be the only thing from the article that gets published. And then it was like, oh, Variety were like, Chris Nolan refuses to speak upon Batman. I was, I was, li I literally listened to something about this yesterday. I can't remember what it was, but there was something about this yesterday where, like, they were saying it was proven by this exact fact. I can't remember what it was. Weekly Planet probably brought it up. Possibly was that, yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it starts off as this boyish, childish adventure. But I like that on the way they realize that this is actually like it. Kind of dawns on them what they're doing, and like you start to get more of a deeper insight as to why all of them would want this fame and glory and then ultimately why when they do find the body at the end it doesn't really matter anymore to any of them specifically mm. chris and gordy who are more the main characters than the other two yeah um but chris is obviously like just kind of chris has been put in a box his whole life like his brother is an absolute fucking piece of shit um and he kind of has grown up in his shadow and, and his dad's a piece of shit they're like the the rough family from the wrong side of the tracks and stuff. And yeah, he's grown up with this stigma around him where like he, he, he doesn't think that he'll ever get a chance in life basically because of yeah. how he's perceived B before people have even met him. They're like, ah, you're that kid. You're the fucking mm. thing. And, and which is true. It happens. Like I remember, I specifically remember one time in uh, high school I like it was like a new year. I'd started a new class, new teacher, and the very first thing this teacher said to me was, "Oh God, another Bauer." 
because they yeah, knew my I, other I had sister. the same shit with my, yeah. my brother was like my brother was good at rugby at school but he was also part of like the mm. the 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 rugby lads yeah right and so like there there was a few you know like he he would he would mug off a few teachers and like give yeah. them a bit of shit and like I wasn't like that too. I was very much more like meek and milder, especially in year seven. <laughs> right? The nerd. Yeah, and they, and then they were like, one of the first things that was said to me, and this isn't even a negative, it just makes me laugh, is they're like, ah, hi, see, is it? Are we going to have another rugby star like your brother? And I was like, where is the drama studio, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, true. No, but people do. They cast these kind of preconceived kind of um, aspersions onto you. Um, and that, that that's the, one of the best scenes in the whole movie is the milk money scene, I think, um, mm. where Chris is it Chris? I keep saying Chris. Chris. Yeah, Chris kind of like breaks down this story about how yes, he did steal the milk money, um, but when he went to give it back, uh, the person he gave it back to, this responsible adult that he gave it back to, thinking they would do the right thing, they went out and bought themselves like a new piece of clothing. And then he never got the recognition for doing the right thing, only the punishment for doing the wrong thing. And people were kind of like, people looked to him like as if like, oh yeah, well, we didn't expect anything better of you anyway. So um, mm. I don't that that whole like that whole scene for me, it was really. I mean, it's it's just like he's been put in a box his entire life, and it's it's what I liked about it is it's almost this horrible scene of a child realizing that like it's circumstantial, like life is stacked against him, and he's. He's not been given a fair run, yeah, straight absolutely. away. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and and then like he's been told that from day dot, and but now genuinely, for a time at least, believes that that is his lot in life, and that he has nothing else to contribute. And he's gay. <laughs> and he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> is that the only thing you picked up from this? <laughs> no, he's struggling with that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. That's. I think that's that's one of the best. What's going on with Gordy? Uh, his brother died, mm. and now his family hate him. Although they probably hated him anyway, because they didn't seem that nice to him. No, he was the and the brother that died was the like the quote unquote. It, it's kind of the reverse problem of Chris. It's John like, Cusack, his brother. Is that John Cusack? Like, hello, I'm John Cusack. I'm the handsomest and nicest boy in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm the football quarterback, and I'm dating my sweet girl, and I also <laughs> love my little brother, even though my family hate him. It is a bit of a dose of Mister Perfect, isn't yeah. it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's like putting his baseball cap on him and he's ruffling his hair and he's like, hey, sport, yeah. you know, pick up that head of yours. Um, yeah, but I, I like that it's, it is the reverse of Chris's problem. It's like this guy's brother was actually too well revered. Yeah. That now that Chris is, not Chris, uh, now that Gordy is the only one left, the surviving sibling, people are like, they either put all of the his brother's pressure onto him or they just naturally expect him to be lesser. And it's yeah. like, oh, it, there, there's this kind of unspoken thing. And I, this maybe is mainly going on more so in um, Gordy's head than actually in reality, um, especially outside of his family. But there is this unspoken thing of um, it should have been the other kid that died. It should have been Gordy that died. Yeah. Gordy, Gordy had less potential. Yeah. And what I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Well, I mean, I know he doesn't outright say it, but like. If your child's having dreams and ter- waking up in a sweat thinking you will say that to him, yeah, that's a bad sign. <laughs> you also just like, but in like the 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 like the flashbacks we see that aren't dreams, he's like still not the nice, not a nice guy. He's just fully yeah. ignoring his son and everything. Yeah. He's just a horrible man, really. But that's the fifties for you. 
Did they? Did, did the two brothers share a room in that house? No. It was a I big house. There was... there was no way they shared a room. Well, that's what I thought. But I thought there was a moment where they referred to it as his room. But when in the, one of the flashbacks, there's two beds. I'm fairly certain. They might have two beds for another reason. Gay. <laughs> no. Why Wait, hang on. No, they'd share a bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think you I'm know what gay me. <laughs> gay is when two gay is friendly when two men sleep next to each other, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's my understanding. Of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it's pretty crazy, especially because like Gordy is seen as the one with less potential. But like, really, all his brother had going for him was that he's a nice guy and he plays high school football well. Whereas like Gordy's the one that's actually intelligent. But in America in the fifties, you might as well be president. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. You like you catch the fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how American football works, but you you get the home run up. No, that's baseball. You like, <laughs> you you score the big touchdown or whatever. You kiss yeah. the you kiss the girl, the homecoming queen or whatever, and then you're and then yeah. they just make you president. That's how it works in the fifties. <laughs> that's JFK, right? <laughs> that's exactly what happened to JFK. <laughs> so it's two men who understand loads about that period in history. <laughs> um but yeah no you're absolutely right to be fair yeah but i I, it is funny that he's like gordy's clearly more academically gifted like he's got the writer to actually yeah exactly he's like he's actually got and like his his dad's going yeah that that's that's not a career you can't do that and then when you see him grown up as an adult man's living in a mansion We don't know it's a mansion. It's fucking big. You see the you grounds see, that his kids are playing on. You see one room, and you you see half of that room, and then you see outside onto the lawn. Okay, like yeah, the the very big lawn. Yeah, admittedly, it's a big lawn, a but, big front lawn. But That's we don't a stately know. home. That, yeah, but that could be serving the whole street. We don't know. <laughs> Everyone's got everyone go out into the communal front lawn. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe, yeah. It depends on the angle we saw it. I'd have to have mm. another look. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but like, he's got the good sense to like. He checks the um, the train. Uh, that he checks the uh, the railroad. He's, he's very clever about checking the train. I that always struck me as clever <clears throat> when I was a kid. Yeah. Like when the I think that was probably the most famous scene in the movie. It's what everyone remembers. The big yeah. the big fucking train bridge scene, um, and it is like just very iconic and, and great. Um, but yeah, that always when he's like touching the fucking like the the railway things to like sense for vibrations. I'm like, that's smart. That's a smart kid, man. Because I don't even think for that. I'd be like, is there a train? Guess we'll never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's only one way across this. <laughs> Does anyone have a timetable? I can Google it real quick. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. no <laughs> yeah. These kids are pulling out their smartphones. <laughs> yeah. Let me just check Twitter. See if anyone knows the timetable. <laughs> Yeah, yo, anyone know the timetable? My mutuals hit me up. Yeah, but they um, could have just waited ten minutes and that'd have been fine. But no. Yeah, I'd have fully just sat there for. I'm not risking this. That's that's insane. But then, but then, how long do you wait though? What's the cutoff? You know, because you can. And then you know you'll go, day. and then yeah. the second you go, yeah, it's like it's like when you're waiting for a package and you need to use the toilet. You're like, what's what's the cutoff here? You know? Yeah, yeah. Where, how much time of a window have I got? <laughs> yeah. I um. I, if it was me, I think I would simply just run across the whole thing anyway. Like, it's a, big, it's I would, a long bridge. It's a long bridge. Yeah, but all right, I'd at least knock a bit of it out, like in a sprint, catch my I, breath for a bit. I think I'd I'd go for it. I'd start to walk across the bridge, 
And if the train did come, I'd, I think I'd just stand as far to the side as I could and just hope for the best. <laughs> I would. I was thinking, because I was doing the exact same thing, I was like, how would I handle this? Right? Yeah. I, was, I was thinking maybe I would, like, find a way to get to the side, but then, like, there's always a tiny bit of infrastructure where they have mm. to support the beams and everything. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe I could, like, you know, just dangle myself off, hold on to a beam yeah. or something. Um, Drop down. Yeah, but now, but like I said, if this happened to me, I'd have my phone and I'd, I'd just Google the well, timetable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if or this I to would me... simply just take another mode of transport to this. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. that's my favorite thing. When like the other brothers are like, they've spent the entire movie trekking this way, yeah. and then the, then the old guys are like, I'll get in the drive. fucking car, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're there in like twenty minutes. Or yeah. Yeah. It really does. I, I actually think it works against the movie because it does make you feel like this is out. This is absurdly. Well, they quick. do say it's like it's twenty to thirty miles, which really isn't that far. Like, no. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, true, yeah. It's like, I, I guess if you're walking, but it's still like, I don't think it'll take you this long. No, it twenty miles. Like you can walk a mile in about ten minutes, really. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to take you two fucking days, is it? If you're constantly walking as well. Yeah, but they did like, stop for like you know. They stopped to tell each other gay stories. They stopped to tell each other gay stories. They had a gay awakening. They they, <laughs> they went to their they cooked their squishy meat. They had to fight that dog or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, they so, did. Yeah, yeah. They stopped to get eaten by leeches. So. Ah, oh, most disgusting scene. Horrible, terrified me as a kid. I was terrified yeah. of public, of like, uh, not public water, but like, you know, like lakes and stuff. And everything. Yeah, ever submerging yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, thank you. I'll get a leech on my penis. No. <laughs> Can't. It almost bit his willy off, Nathan. <laughs> and also, like, there's no blood on the rest of him, but the one in his pants is bloody when he pulls it out. It's been having a good. Oh, man. Leech, yeah. Um, yeah. Train scene, very good, though. Training's very good. And indulge me if you will. Okay. Right. Because I think that I may be onto mm-hmm. something, but I also may be way overreaching. Choo choo. And I would like to thank you. <laughs> and I would li- I would like to get your take on this. Right. Um I think there's something in the train scene being an analogy for growing up oh, here we in go. general. Yeah, no, yeah. right. I told you I might be overreaching with this, and I'm gonna say it quickly, otherwise you'll laugh at me. Okay. Uh I think there's something in being forced to commit to a path that you know might fail like it's it's the only way forward 
Mm. And you have to be brave enough to actually continue on. But at the same time, like life's problems may catch up with you and you may, it may just go fucking sideways anyway. Yeah. Like with or without intervention for yourself. And you're kind of on one track. There's nothing you can do. You can't evade it. You either get to the end or you don't. Do you know what, do you know what I'm saying? I do. Um, and I think really that is the beauty of movies and mm. and cinema and pictures and whatever you want to call them because... <laughs> Not these, pic- pictures for me. <laughs> because these things are open interpretation and no one can tell you that you're wrong. Just like no uh. one can tell me that I'm wrong for thinking they're gay. So, okay. Is that is that is that what? So I get to have my wanky interpretation if as long as no one dares question you on the gay subtext. Yes, it it's is not funny, subtext I, though, is it? No, it is They're funny because I, I I was watching. It, I was like, this is definitely gay. And then I just yeah. googled um, "Stand by Me" <laughs> queer um, just to see if there was like any like analysis or anything like that, or any and TikTok I've... fan cams. <laughs> no, no, that would be weird. <laughs> um, and then I, I found a Reddit thread that was like, stand by me, gay? And I was, I was watching it. I couldn't have noticed. This was a little bit gay. And then there was just a lot of replies from clearly very straight men being yeah. like, uh, <laughs> no, it's obviously about friendship and nothing more. Okay? They're just friends. <laughs> Did they kiss? I don't think so. Debunked. <laughs> he has kids. How could he be gay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. A gay man has never had kids. No, it's true. It never happens. Yeah. Um, my God. Yeah. No, but some some people are just, and that's media literacy today. Media literacy today, anyway. Like it's just dead in the water with people being like, if I didn't see it happen on screen or if it wasn't said on screen, yeah. it's not real. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and also, like, but just look at the whole thing. <laughs> it's very gay. It's so gay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they I might have... have just been like reading too much into it, so I'm very glad no. you agree. No, of course, because it's like they're the only real two to connect emotionally that can have mm. an honest conversation with each other. Yeah, like the movie, the movie's narration is prompted because of the death of like what we are led to assume is just a, a big what if in Gordy's life. Yes, and I think there's a clear reason why they've drifted apart as adults, specifically Chris and Gordy, is because. Being with each other and being unable to be with each other is probably quite painful. A hundred percent, yeah. Gordy's inspired Chris to go on to actually like become a lawyer, and like he he pulls the best out of him. Um, and every time anyone even starts to roast Gordy in a way, who is the meekest and mildest of the group, I think, like the most introverted. At least. Oh, well, the other Ver- one's a bit more goofy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Vern's like a. He's like the the scaredy cat, but he's like a fun little guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's still he's still willing to like make a joke and and you know like rinse out people's comb. mums and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that comb. He's, he has got way. Well, he has it until he it's, doesn't. Yeah. He lost it on the bridge. Bless him. <laughs> Corey Feldman's greatest line of just like I love their dynamic. These I think they have they very much are pairs. These yeah. two. And I love I love it. He's like you don't even have any fucking hair, and he's like I brought it for you. <laughs> That is very funny. <laughs> My yeah. man's bringing each other combs. <laughs> um, but yeah, almost any time anyone squares up to Gordy or challenges him in any way, he's like, he, he's like, you shut the fuck up. Chris, yeah, Chris is, like, is like, like, what the fuck are you doing? Shut yeah. up. I'll he says stuff you. to him that like, there's even, that scene, there's even that scene where like Gordy is like, 
well, f- you know, fuck my college classes. I'll, I'll hang out with you guys. And he's like, no, you fucking won't. Yeah, yeah. I'll fucking smack you. You're, you're going to do your college classes and you're, you're going to be a good person and not fucking waste away with us layabouts and stuff. It, it reads as like as fucking um, pillow talk, right? Between between a couple, like those little moments sensual. of like that's your dad talking. Yeah, and it's like friends, twelve year old mates don't say this to each other. Yeah, yeah. No, I, anyone that I think, I think if you deny the the gay subtext of the movie, right? Like if if you're that terrified of it, you don't have to acknowledge it, right? But it's there, whether you want it, whether you want to see it or not, it's absolutely there. It's there. It's there for me anyway. I picked yeah. up on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you want to talk about Corey Feldman's character? I would absolutely love to talk about Corey Feldman's character, and that is, of course, uh, Teddy Duchamp. Teddy, du- oh, you got his full name, have you? Yeah, he wears glasses. Teddy. I've been calling him Corey Feldman this entire time. You could have told me that name earlier. It's Teddy Duchamp. Um, what's going on with him? Uh, I think his dad has PTSD. I think so. Yeah, yeah. and he's like. Not they didn't. I don't think they knew what PTSD was in their fifties. They're like, oh, you got shell shock. He's insane. Yeah, <laughs> throw him in the loony bin. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's like, you know, obviously mystery in his son and everything like that. But yeah. yeah, I think it's like for for like quite obviously, like, and I often disagree with this notion, but it's always believed. You know, the loudest in the room is often the most shielding pain kind of thing. Like that's all. That's a thing that old people say to each other i I don't think there's an element of truth to that i i do but i think it's not a it's not a rule that people no it's not a hard and fast rule but out loud is clearly traumatized (laughs) (laughs) in any situation you know some people are just loud and annoying yeah it's true and they're like some people are just fucking yeah just irritating people yeah um but this like there's obviously the notion of that explored here in that like this guy is um He's got the quite. You don't. You. I think he. You find out the least about him, mm. um, or maybe the other guy. But again, I, I. That guy. There's not much to him other than he brings the comb and he's a bit of a goof. He's looking um, for his pennies. Whatever. That he means. does. He does want his penny. There's something there, because <laughs> he finds a penny the second he's back, and I'm like, Ooh, what's that metaphor? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're looking more. You'll be more eye Lawrence says, "Gay." That's it. Okay. That's no true. More, it's a gay. <laughs> there's no more to it than that. Stand by me and give me a kiss. Yes. Um, <laughs> should be cool. Um, no, but Corey Feldman, he's obviously like deeply insecure about like he's he's. I think there's an element of he's proud of his father, um, mm. even though he now can't understand him or have a relationship with him. Like he's proud of his contributions to the world. It's why every time anyone ever questions him, he's like, "Oh, he stormed the beach, Normandy." Uh. Yeah. Um, but there's an element of now he doesn't understand it because now that his father's home and he has these shortcomings as a father. Yeah. It's very, I don't know. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Like there's obviously something there. Yeah. I do a hundred percent. I mean, you, you know, there's that scene where like the guy who runs the junkyard is like, Hey, I know your dad. He's fucking, he's insane. He lives up in the loony bin or whatever and all this stuff. So, and the, like, he, he's like ready to fucking I mean, the exact line is I think um, I'll tear open your throat I'll, I'll rip off your head and shit down your throat I yeah, think something, like that, yeah. something like that <laughs> um, which is very creative for a 12 year old I wasn't like this at 12 were you? Yeah, no, not at all no <laughs> not like this not like this, no. I might have dropped a, a one or two cuss words 
Oh, I'd um, have been swearing like a sailor at times. <laughs> you know, it's because it's like you're away from your parents. You think it's like yeah. adult and cool to be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you then you look around and no one's applauding and you're like, oh, this isn't like the movie. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I... All right. The, let's talk about, again, I think we've already spoken about him quite a bit, but I quite like the... Um, the scene where they actually find the body, like the the big third act climax of the movie, the body uh, famously played by John Malkovich. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I thought you were going to actually give me the name, and I was going to be like, I don't know that for sure. I can give you a name, um, Richard Dreyfus. Sure. <laughs> and and John Malkovich. I can't give you the name. It was in and the I, credits. I do remember seeing it in the credits, but. That's the easiest payday of that guy's life. <laughs> yeah, Stand a... there for a few close-ups. Yeah, he was probably like a fucking the best boy or something. Yeah, yeah. I thought probably. he was an actor. How long is that body supposed to have been dead for? Not long. A few days, I reckon. Oh, okay. So that's that's fairly believable then. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because he's preserved by the elements. Um, I can tell you that Andy Lindbergh played Lardass Hogan. Right. Yeah. Th- that story. Lord, Lordess, Lordess. Is it just... It, I, there's probably people smarter than me out there that have worked this out, but, like, yeah. what, what is that? Why? Because it's, it's a long, old tangent. It's a story. He's a writer, isn't he? Yeah, but, like, there's there must be something in, like... Because it, it's all about, like, getting back at someone's father and stuff, isn't it? Like, it's... I don't, do you know what I mean? There's someone's dad? I think so. Although the guy, because he he like plans the whole thing to throw up on that guy's face. Yeah, but it's not his dad. Is that not his dad? No. Who is it then? Just that guy who tells him to go and eat pies. Yeah, just, it's not his dad. What? Who the fuck is it then? Who's ushering him around some, to pie fairs? Some no one. He he entered the pie he entered the pie competition to get revenge. His dad didn't do it. This is the, he's not going around to pie fairs. This is the first competition he's ever done. Oh, I see. And he's he's getting paid back. Him fat. He's yeah, he's getting paid back on the whole town because they're always like calling him Lardass and just being mean to him. So he's like, "Well, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to the pie competition and make you all throw up." But who's the? Because they because Corey Feldman says that ending sucks. He should have gone back and shot that guy in the head. Who's that guy? Um, who's, who's the guy he would have been supposedly shot? Because someone's forced him to. I, no I got forced the sense him. that. No, no, because that guy, him. that guy whispers something in his ear and then pushes him over and trips he, him on he purpose. Says, he says to him, "You better not win this competition." That's what he says to him because he wants to win because he's the favorite. And even oh. the host guy is like, "Hey, I got ten bucks riding on you. You better win or whatever." I see. So who who the fuck does Corey Feldman say he should shoot in the face? I don't know someone. Who or is that Corey Feldman? Him? Like he should end with someone getting shot in the face. I've, yeah, it's just I think that's just Corey Feldman being dumb and I not see. being a writer and being like. <laughs> You know, when like someone is like, oh, how epic would it be if like Superman turned to the camera and said, I am Superman or whatever, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they do that thing. Yeah. Or when yeah. they're like literally like when like, oh, Darth Vader should have said, now I have the high ground, you know. <laughs> Peacemaker puts on Rick Flagg's yes, t-shirt in, exactly. in solidarity. <laughs> exactly. You know that shit they do. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> oh, the first instance instance of fan interference. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, all right. So I like it when Gordy, seeing the body does become like an obsession with him. We get a bit more deeper insight into him because obviously it's being narrated by the adult version of him. Is there um, anything going on with his brother there, do you reckon? 
Absolutely. Yeah. There has to be. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because it becomes more of like, it, I think I think it started to become about <laughs> his brother when he acknowledged that he didn't cry at the funeral. Yeah. And it was, this feels like almost uh, away from his family and his prying eyes and all that pressure. His own bit With, of closure, really. Yeah. Yeah. And also surrounded by the only person he feels emotionally connected to. Yeah. His his gay best friend. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's absolutely... It's it's his chance to actually say goodbye to his brother so away from prying eyes that want to put all the pressure onto him, basically. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really like that. And I like that it's... I think that even Chris picks up on that. Um and there's something in it for Chris as well when when uh, the guy Keith Sutherland is like, give us the the body. <laughs> just two, just two two gangs of boys like we want the dead guy. <laughs> we're the Cobras. We're uh, we're the Cobras. We're this cool gang of fifties like greaser type of boys. We we're riding around in our cars playing mailbox baseball, and we we all have switch knives. And here's our arch rival. This gang of 12-year-old boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we hate these 12-year-old boys and they're also related to us. Boys. Yeah, they are all our younger brothers or something. <laughs> we hate them because they're going to be the Cobras when they grow up. <laughs> we'll uh, have to become something else. <laughs> I do think that adds to the whole um, like gay subtext, though. Because, I mean, maybe it wasn't intentional because... You know, it was the eighties, and like things were just generally not as um, non problematic as they are now. But he very clearly mm. does call them a, a an F slur at one point. That's true. Yeah, it does. And then they're like, I mean, but there's a there's a few slurs. There is a few. This. Yeah, and it's probably just more words, like an eighties thing. Of, yeah, but I don't know. Possibly intentional. Possibly not. I, I mean, it's twice. Keith Sutherland says it twice to him. So yeah, yeah, maybe. What's um. I'm just curious because I've I always get concerned about a guy who was alive in the 80s having a prolific Twitter account today. What's Stephen King's demeanor like? What's what's that guy's vibe? Hasn't he been like on Twitter recently, like oh the Oscars are hack or whatever? It, yeah, but this is the thing. He's and this is this is why I'm concerned. He's a guy that has an opinion on most things, but like I don't know if I've been able to nail down his vibe. Like is because <laughs> he might be one of them. Remember, like famously, the guy who made Wally is like this doesn't have any meaning on the environment. And it's what? like, well it, well, it does. Really? Yeah. We spoke about this in the Wally uh, episode. Yeah, the, the guy who directed Wally, I don't think he wrote it. The guy that directed Wally was like, yeah, no, well, I didn't. But if he did write it, then he can fuck off. Because yeah. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> you can shut up. <laughs> yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Like, maybe there is, because people, subtext is whatever you think and feel, whatever subconscious connection you have to a piece of media, right? Or anything. I'm so at, I've I've pulled his Twitter up. The first thing I've seen here is a tweet uh, that say uh, from it's a January. Big tweet that says I hate gay people. <laughs> no, it's a it's a tweet it's a tweet from January 29th, so yesterday, and it says Trump is such a crybaby. So okay, that's that's something. There's a lot. We're on of, our way to the top here. here. Trump ordered to pay 83.3 million, and what is Fox News talking about? Taylor Swift, of course. So. It's like he, do, he he doesn't like Trump, so that's something at least. He seems at least somewhat progressive. Yes, I'm gonna um, let me just s search "gay" on his Twitter <laughs> and see what comes up. It's just a, it's a barrage of tweets saying "Gordy and Chris aren't gay." <laughs> All right, so all I found here, this is from 2015. 
Indiana's Religious Freedom Restoration Act is gay discrimination, pure and simple. You can frost a dog turd, but it's still a dog turd. So yeah, he seems he seems pretty clued up for the most part. He's on the right side of history then. He That's did good. write that child orgy, but you know, <laughs> but it was the yeah, 80s but he was it was, it was pro- the 80s and he was on yeah, cocaine. He was on cocaine, so you know. Well, who hasn't written a child orgy scene when we're high on cocaine? Okay. He's going to listen to this and be very unsure whether he needs to sue us or not. Yeah, I'm sure um, he'll listen to this, yeah. yeah I'm sure yeah. he'll be tuning in. Well, he's, he's very online. He's an online guy. Yeah, but... <laughs> Maybe one day he'll pick up on our 100-follower account or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, but no, I, so I like I like Chris's reaction to um, Keith Sutherland trying to take the, the body. Basically, they want to take all of his credit, and I quite... I, I quite like that Chris, it's not very subtle, but I do like that Chris's ultimate narrative closing point to his arc comes down to um, basically an older figure. Is that, that's his brother, right? Wait, well, who, I was not listening to one, one of the One of the gang is, is Chris's brother? Uh, yeah, is uh, Kiefer Sutherland's friend is Chris's yeah. brother. Yeah. yeah. So they, like, and this one is, of them this is Fern's is... brother. Oh, yes, yes, correct, yes. yes. Um, so I like that Chris's the boiling point of Chris's narrative comes down to the basically the the reason he has such a shit in the mud reputation. Yeah, trying to now take the only like the only thing that Chris thinks could redeem him in the eyes of the town is saving this not saving this kid but discovering this kid's body and giving this family some closure. Yes, and then. Ultimately, his brother comes to take it, and he's like, "This is fucked. I'm not giving this guy is the reason my life sucks. I'm not giving him the only bit of meaningful praise I could rightfully give myself." And then, what I think is even sweeter and definitely speaks to the gay subtext is that he's more than happy to go with this body until he sees that Gordy needs it to not be all about him. Yeah, he needs to have the moment of like, "Yeah, let's let's call it in. Let's do the right thing, but let's do it selflessly." in honor of my brother rather than for the selfish need to have the credit for it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a pretty massive sacrifice for Chris to make. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I like that everyone runs away except for Chris and Gordy who stay. Um, when the guy um, like pulls out his knife or something. He's got a gun. I mean, he's, I mean, yeah, but Chris didn't <laughs> know that. Chris was ready to go toe to toe with him. It's true. He was. Yeah. But, Gordy's got a gun, so... Jack Bauer should have had a gun. That would have made more sense. Jack Bauer always has a gun. Yeah. I say having not watched 24. I've seen one season of 24, and I enjoyed it. Is it true that it's every episode is an hour of a day? Yeah. yeah. That's That's a great concept. It is, yeah. That's why it's called 24. Yeah, they do treat it a little bit because, like, ad breaks and stuff. So it's... Ah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there's 24 episodes a season. Every episode is an hour long, and the whole show is set over a day. Yeah. That so is really cool. It is good, yeah. And I remember really <laughs> I like the it. idea that every couple of years, Jack Bauer has one really sleepless <laughs> night. And he's <laughs> like, oh, God damn it, it's the, it's the crime. <laughs> Just one horrible day a year. <laughs> it's the 24-hour day again. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I like that at the end, um, when they come home, there's the acknowledgement mm. of um, the town. At the start of the movie, the town was their life, right? It was their world. Yeah, um, they say even there's only like, I don't know, like a couple thousand people that live there. Yeah, but it, for them it's their entire world. But when he comes back, um, their world has expanded smaller. a little bit. They've yeah. grown a deeper understanding, and now it feels smaller than before. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm, and I, and I think cool. that happens. I feel like when, if you, if you spend a lot of time <clears> in one place, you grow up in one place and then like, yeah, I, I don't know if you, cause you, it's different for you. Cause you like lived in London really, but like, mm. like I, I grew up in like a relatively smallish town and then like went away for you. And then I was like, Oh, this town's like, to me, that town was everything. That was like where yeah. everything was. That was where everyone hung out and stuff. And then I like, went away i moved away to college and university and then i came back and i was like oh this is very different than what i remember this is like yeah not that great to be honest and also like things don't matter as much like yeah. you can leave and you can yeah exactly and i think you should i think people should leave their hometown get out move i think Go it's important new. to experience different things i think and like so too yeah yeah like and you also can like, move back but I, I think it's important for people to spend time away from it and to yeah. experience new things. Which is crazy to say from a guy who grew up in London and went to uni in London. Like, yeah. that was my primo opportunity to, like, go and see something different. Yeah. And I almost did. I almost went to uh, Plymouth. Really? Yeah, but then I didn't. And thank God, because then we wouldn't have two enormous I podcasts. Say, if you, I wouldn't have my wouldn't, wife or two podcasts. We wouldn't be here now. You wouldn't have your wife or, more importantly, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, these, these podcasts. These podcasts. And that's my whole life. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's kind of me on it. Do you, do you have any little things or other points you want to talk about? I have no little things. Uh, I have no <laughs> oh, the deer. Point. What does the deer mean? Oh, there was a deer. Yeah, I and don't you never know. Told anyone? I'm not smart enough. I don't know. No. Maybe it was just a ben. nice deer. We need Ben from Canada here to yeah. debunk the deer. We'll ask Ben. Yeah. Um, but it's a good movie. I think it's a very good movie. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's well acted. <clears throat> it does not pass the be- it does not pass the Bechdel test, so it's sexist and misogynistic, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So. <laughs> Cancelled. Stephen Cancelled. King, all those nice yeah. things we said about you. Revoked. Sorry, yeah. yeah. In the bin. And you write orgies for children. Yeah, you um, sicko. And you're a cocaine addict from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop. This is terrible. Um, all right, two two little things for me. Uh, um, one, uh, it's good to see that even back in the 50s, there was still the rule of two for flinching. Ah, uh, um, yes, yes. Yeah, that's Probably classic. earlier than the 50s, that was. Yeah. Um... And also the mailbox baseball looks like tremendous fun, but like, what a pack of cunts! <laughs> I mean, for, what a pack of cunts! But also, there was like three houses on that street and like twelve mailboxes. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was a lot more mailboxes than houses on that street. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they all share them. They've all got one lawn and one mailbox each. Maybe, yeah. That didn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you say something, you're like, I've committed to that now. So <laughs> let's just move over that. Um, all right. Yeah, cool. Uh, Nathan, what we do at this point in the show. Sorry, I'm too funny. That made me jump. <laughs> so what have I done? What have I done? I've forgotten something. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Nathan, what we do at this point in the show is some recommendations. Um, what are they, I hear you ask? What are they, I hear you ask, Nathan? I don't know, what are they? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what we do is... No, I just read the same thing. 
Uh, basically, we recommend something to each other and to you, our faithful, loyal listeners. It could be something we've watched, read, listened to, experienced, just anything we've done in this past week that we'd love to share with each other and to you. Nathan, what are you recommending this week? I want to know what you're recommending. <laughs> have you got one? I do. I genuinely do have one, but I always like it when you go first. Okay. In the spirit of <laughs> gay subtext, um, yes, I think everyone thing. should watch a new. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I think everyone should watch a movie that is does away with the subject and Luca. subtext and and is overtly gay. I mean, Luca's probably one of them. I haven't seen Luca. How do you know? Because well, I I know it's people say it's quite a gay movie. Well, shouldn't take everyone's word for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I shouldn't. But I'll watch it. At you some find point. out for yourself. <laughs> I'm talking about another movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is a movie um, that is called All of Us Strangers. Um, and it is a very good movie. It's out now um, in the cinema. Hmm? Bottoms? Bottoms? No, I didn't say bottoms. Okay. That is also very gay. Yeah, I'm just guessing gay movies. <laughs> I told you the name of it. Why are you still guessing? Because <laughs> it could be bottoms. Basically, All of Us Strangers, it's based off a Japanese book, I think, which the title a translates manga. to just Strangers. A <laughs> manga? No, just a book. <laughs> Not a manga? No, just a book, a, a normal okay. book. What's it called? Strangers. Whatever that ends up being in Japanese. Um, but basically, this is an adaptation. Just shut up. <laughs> okay. This is an adaptation directed by a director called uh, Andrew Haig. Uh, who is a gay man and starring Andrew Scott, who is also a gay man, and also Paul Meskel, who is not a gay man, I believe. Plays that um, priest. Uh, he yes, Andrew Scott does play the priest. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I love you. It'll pass. Um, a yeah, I basically this movie. It's it's about quite a lot of things, but it, it's it's a really interesting look at how this man's parent. This man has grown up quite lonely because he always didn't feel like he could truly be himself because his parents never truly got to know him yeah um, this is not spoilers this is all like set up sounds like um, spoilers no it's just this or everything everything i'm saying is in the trailer and it's also in like the synopsis and everything um yeah i know catch me uh but basically his parents uh, have died at an unfortunate time uh and it's basically a story about how lives may end but they never stop mattering to the people uh who knew them and also what it means to come to terms with your not come to terms with your sexuality, but to address it with your parents as an older man. Yeah. Um, uh, and and considering when Andrew Scott's character grew up was the eighties, his, you know, his parents, what he has, what information he has from his parents' opinions would have been very informed by that time period. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't have a lot of love to go on, if that makes sense. But yeah, no, genuinely, that's all I'll say. Really, really interesting movie, um, and just a yeah, really interesting as well i would say quite well made okay well there you go maybe i'll there watch it is it i think you really like it it's a really good movie and it also might redeem paul mescal because you hate after sun um oh is that him oh i don't yeah. want to watch him <laughs> <laughs> i really didn't like that movie <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is, he's not even the same guy i know but still leave a bad taste in my mouth one of the only movies I've seen where there is an extremely transparent look at actual gay sex. Like, <laughs> no, but there's like, there, there's some stuff on screen I was not expecting to be shown on screen. You could have just said a graphic sex scene. 
mean, I don't no, know why specific... you need to describe it that way. No, because no, because there's a lot of sex that happens on screen, right? But yeah. often gay sex is brushed over or implied, and like they people directors aren't often as brave to show it overtly. And studios, you know, even if the director filmed it, a lot of the time studios are like, well, we can't have that in the movie. Like, so what I'm saying is, it's very explicitly open, which I think is 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 good and refreshing. There we go. Mm. And I'm pretty sure when gay people love each other, it's just two guys that sit in two okay. separate beds, right? It's gay. Let's move on. <laughs> Nathan, what are you recommending? I am recommending Lawrence a thing. Well, not the really. Thing? No, 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 no. Um, it's more. I, I, it's, it's not really a thing. It's the thing. No, shut up with this. I'm not it's annoying, is it? I'm not recommending the thing. It's fucking well annoying. <laughs> I, I am recommending the practice of documenting your life. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Take pictures. Go out with your friends. Take pictures. Take videos. Remember these moments. I have recently decided that I want to put together a photo album um, of my entire life. Let me tell you, it's fucking annoying and stressful because <laughs> there's so many fucking parts of my life where I'm just like, well, that is a complete mystery to me. And I have no idea yeah. what happened or ever will happen. And I've deleted past Facebook accounts where my whole life was documented. I'm like, oh, I'll never leave this again. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so my entire school years are just gone from existence now. The double-edged sword of your yeah. extremely private personal life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and I, I've, been, I've been talking to my mum. I've been talking to friends. I'm trying to gather as much uh, old pictures as possible. But when you're out with friends, you're having a good time take pictures document it be cringe who cares people say oh live in the moment fuck that fuck the moment take pictures so you sometimes can remember you want to look back later. on the moment exactly yeah. uh, unless you're I at think... a concert in which case you will never watch that video back no but you might though this is the thing but you I've won't been... know no, will but, you? but you say that but here's the thing lawrence because i have been going through everything i own and i yeah. have been watching videos of when i went to concerts and i'm like okay that was a very fun time I really enjoyed that. So fuck you. Okay. Are you making? Is your? Is it a physical photo album or are you? I'm gonna make it physical. Yeah, I want to make it physical. I'm I'm gathering digital copies of everything now, and then I'm gonna uh, get get uh, these photos printed. I want to get a very large like book, like a big photo album, a leather bound piece, a leather bound piece, and Mm. and put them all in it. I've reached out to you and to your wife to send yeah, me I stuff. I sent you your passport Have photo. You, yes, thank you for that. My own passport <laughs> photo. Uh, I've had nothing back yet, which is interesting. I mean, I've um, sent the inquiry, so. Well, well. We'll, but you we'll have to wait and see. You're going to look yourself, you know. I don't have those photos that you want. Go through the archives. I, I did actually look. I did, I did have a look on my phone and my old phone, but I mm. couldn't find them. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show then please feel free to leave us a five star review it would be very much appreciated you can do that on your podcast platform of choice especially Apple uh, that would be really nice because you can write a little message on Apple um, we have a channel you... on Apple now a channel? yeah like another Happy Studios is a channel on Apple Podcasts so I think yeah so I think you can subscribe to another Happy Studios uh, and you get both podcasts which which happens to be still got legs a doctor who rewatch podcast <laughs> where new episodes come out every monday at 10 a.m um and you can get that by subscribing to our channel on apple i don't know what that means 
but yeah. I guess it just means that you're subscribed to two whole shows. I guess so. Rather than, yeah. but if you're already subscribed to, don't unsubscribe. Yeah. Go and subscribe, and if that auto unsubscribes you, that's fine because you're still subscribed. But don't like, oh, I'll figure this out later and unsubscribe now. Don't just do that. Subscribe. Yeah. Um. Oh, did you know that on, I I listened to one of our episodes, the newest Still Got Legs episode, because I was just having mm. a little meander. Right, and you can scroll down to the bottom on Spotify, and it says, "What did you think of this episode?" Is it? Yeah, where do they go? Spotify. I don't know. Oh yeah, where do they go? (laughs) Where do they go? We don't fucking read them. Let me put it up now. Let me let me submit one. Hey, let me let me end the show, and then I'll submit one. Um. Um. Yes. Also, uh, if you go on over to Twitter, you can follow us at Another Happy Pod. That's where you'll get post reminders for new episodes every because, single Friday I can see at we got 10 a.m. Sixty-eight ratings on Spotify for still got legs. That is, I can know. Yeah, and we're uh, currently rated four point nine stars. So it's also a place where you can suggest topics by following the link in our pin tweet. No promises, of course, uh, but you can have your little say. And maybe we're doing we'll one next week. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and uh, and here's a little hint as to what it is next week. Uh, it's a movie I haven't seen, so I don't know what to do for it. <laughs> very good. Uh, thank you very much for listening again. We will see you next week. Wahoo! It's not Mario. Bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not Nathan! Right. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.